on this Monday, I'm recording my Sunday note catch-up. So these are notes from the week that I make. Um, I review each Sunday, and again, I just wanted to record them, so I have them in another place. I don't really care not to share my notes. Um, you know, over the course of time, I do end up sharing them uh, with people. I have some that I write down in a notepad I keep, and then majority live in the notes app. So starting with my little notepad that I've, I've started carrying around just so I can get some physical pen to paper. Um, big in the Napoleon Hill series, again, this is probably my second, third time through the full series. Uh, not in a row, but over time. And so definite aim of purpose continues to come up. I mean, it's, it's very redundant, but with reason. And uh, definite aim of purpose just stood out this week to me. Uh, one in clarifying my definite aims in the arenas I compete in, so to speak. Um, and making sure that my AM, PM routines, my habits are all in line with my definite aims of purpose. So yes, I do talk it, I do teach it, but more importantly, I live it day in and day out. Um, and then within that, character is who you are. Reputation is who people think you are. Uh, pain is nature's call to acknowledge self-preservation. And... I'm really not sure where this came from. It may have been a podcast. Yes, it was. It was uh, uh, Dr. Rob Gilbert. Not a podcast, but his uh, success hotline. Champions do not become champions in the ring. They are only recognized there. And that is in reference to... I did not put the reference down. Normally I do. Who was that? Nope, it was Napoleon Hill, FD, nope. It's one of the Roosevelt's, Boxing Roosevelt. Uh, man, the Arena Roosevelt. I should know this Roosevelt. And this is why you do it on Sunday. <laughs> but regardless, um, it was, wow. It was Theodore Roosevelt. That's who it was. I don't know why I drew a blank. Um, but yeah, champions do not become champions in the ring. They are only recognized there. That one stood out. There's a lot of bold around that. Uh, background story with Theodore Roosevelt. Sickly youth. Went out west and, uh, I mean, really physically developed, mentally developed. Got into boxing, uh, really active, rode horses, took care of himself, and um, that's a he loved boxing, so that's one of his references. You have the mind, but not the body. The mind cannot go as far as it could without the body. That's again from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, little snippet that I was on, and uh, that was what his father told him, which led him to go out or to seek growth. Um, and, uh, you know, it stands true. I know a lot of people who have a, the mind, like their mind is strong, it's sharp, 
but they neglect their physical body. And so they're, there's a lack of congruence and they're not as productive or successful as they could or should be. Uh, and, and the other way around, they're, they're, you know, it's easy for some to go pick up weights, pick them up, put them down, you know. But, you know, they don't, they lack the skill of studying. They lack the skill of learning. And, again, a lack of congruence comes about. Then we came back, full circle. Reputation is what? This is where I kind of cleaned it up personally. Reputation is what people believe you to be. Character is what you truly are. Character is greater than reputation. And wait. And I wrote down the 12 Laws of Success. Uh, PMA is number one, positive mental attitude. Number two, sound health. Three, harmony in relationships. Four, freedom from fear. Five, hope of future achievement. Six, capacity for faith. Seven, willingness to share blessings. Eight, labor of love. Nine, open-minded all in on all subjects of tolerance. Ten, self-discipline. 11, capacity to understand people. 12, economic security. Those were all my written notes for the day, or for the week. Um, just a couple of, I'm not sharing all my shit. <laughs> you, you can come spend time if you want to, if you want greater insight. But um, one that stood out, we were at a tournament, so my wife and I went to uh, a volleyball tournament we're invited she's doing mental performance with uh the team that hosts they ended up winning by the way and it was ugly the whole tournament was ugly um run well but the play was ugly this weekend and um you know she uh she's been doing mental performance with the team that was hosting and then eventually won but some observations <laughs> um here are my notes it says coaches when your team sucks i mean like just can't get it right take a deep breath and smile and then some laugh emojis what i noticed was that the teams responded better when the coach instead of like letting them know, hey, you suck again, was able to step back, kind of remove themselves from the immediate situation, take a breath, and not necessarily smile, everything's all right, but like bring the team in and tell them, hey, look, let's get back to it, to doing what we do and execute. Then the response seemed to be more positive as in they went out and they executed, or at least attempted to. Whereas the, the teams where the coaches were all, ah, you suck, get your ass in there and do your job, blah, blah, blah. And just like pounding them with negativity. Those teams struggle more. And honestly, I don't recall them kind of catching footing. And, and getting back into the competition within those sets or in those moments. 
uh, and it reminded me of, I think it was in Compete to Create, Pete Carroll, it's on Audible. Uh, Pete Carroll's talking about preparing for various moments and, you know, being ready on the sideline for his opportunities to shine, to come as a coach, you know, uh, beyond making the right calls and whatnot. And what he was talking about, he gave the example of um, whichever Super Bowl it was, you know, um, where we all knew Marshawn Lynch was going to get the ball. And they dialed up a pass play. Malcolm Butler intercepts it. And Super Bowl's over for the Seahawks. So he talks about that moment and how he was able to remove himself from it, take a deep breath, and realize that for him to do his job as a coach, we preach to athletes, do your job. But as a coach, are you doing your job? For him to do his job as a coach, one, it was over, the game was over, but he, you know, two, he had to show up properly rather than why do you do X or X or why do you do X or X? It's like, hey man, look, it's all right. We know what we did. Come on, let's move on to the next step. Which in that situation, next step meant preparing to deal with the press. You know, and, and game situations, not end of game situations. He gave examples of like, you know, interceptions being thrown or fumbles and stuff, you know, just poor execution or poor outcomes. And uh, instead of letting the guy know that, hey, look, you screwed up, because they already know it as athletes, you know when you don't do your job, you know when you fail, you know when you let everybody down. And it feels so horrible. I've been there. <laughs> it feels horrible. And the worst thing is coming to the sideline and somebody just telling you, like, hey, look, you suck again. It doesn't have to be in that verbiage, but if you tell an athlete, look, you screwed up. Why'd you screw up? Well, I mean, you know, I was kind of hoping you could help me there. <laughs> Yeah, but you screwed up. Don't do that again. That sucks. That's not the outcome we want. You know, like, duh. Come on, coach. You think I didn't know that? You think I'm trying to suck? <laughs> Help me. You know, that's the time as a coach you can really mentor an individual. You can show them that, look, the game is bigger than the game. The moment is bigger than the game. Hey. Tell me what was going on. Let me know what happened. Because maybe they can provide you insight that allow you to make coaching decisions, dial up the right call, the next opportunity you get to do your job. You take their feedback and you provide them with the necessary answers if you have them, or even if it's necessary. They A lot of times athletes come out, yeah, like, hey, I blew the coverage because I had my eyes on the wrong man or in the, in the wrong place. I... Instead of making man turn, made his own turn. So I make his own make man, you know, like, or I knew I was supposed to hit line and I just thought I could hit ankle 
for whatever reason and yeah i won't do that again all right cool we're good let's go instead of you suck again <laughs> you know which leads them into that negative feedback loop feedback loop and hopefully if they practice their mental performance and they can get out of it most likely not uh, and then uh, moving on from there my next note is positive does not equal happy or easy so talking to someone and really trying to encourage them you know coming back to pma positive mental attitude i will possess and display a positive mental attitude that is hard to do it doesn't mean you just smile it doesn't mean that you take you know if someone punches you in the face you just take it and like all right it's all good no positive does not equal happy or easy it just means you've you're working not to dwell on your shortcomings not to dwell on the things that are against you but your focus is on your you can call it your big picture goal you can call it your definite purpose whether it be immediate or lifelong and that's where you put your energies rather than put your energies in fear and in doubts or waste your energy, your time on people who do not help you tick forward. We're all about plus one habits, plus one actions. And to really be about it, so to speak, you can't waste your time with people who are not in line. You can't waste your time with thoughts that are not in line. You cannot afford to waste your time with actions that are not in line or a mindset. And that's the biggest one. You, you can't waste your time with a mindset that's not in line with your definite aim, definite purpose. And so that's where positive mental attitude. Like I'm in line, I'm working toward congruence, toward my definite aim, definite purpose in this moment, in life, whatever it may be. And that takes work. It's hard. It's not easy. But the more you work it, it's a skill. And since it's a skill, you practice it. You practice it with purpose and with intent. You become better at it. Practice is not easy. Practice takes effort. It takes deliberate action. It takes planning. It takes time. It takes what it freaking takes. All that said, positive does not equal happy or easy. And my last note that I have pulled, again, if you want more, reach out to me. Uh, oh, one of my buddies, um, he coaches. And yeah, I can share this. It doesn't give anything. Uh, it was a win. We can be very good. We weren't today. Glad to learn the lesson without feeling the sting of consequences. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. When, it, when I read that, I was like, ooh-wee. What was it? Uh, Coach Ken Sparks played for him. Played football at Carson Newman. 
played for Coach Ginsparks. One thing he always said, and I, you know, I loved hearing it, thought I understood it, <laughs> really didn't. Wow, being 20 and like having possessing all the world's knowledge, right? Um, but uh, he used to say that sports are the laboratory for life and that you can make a mistake on the athletic field and even if it's bad like let's say you get a targeting or you get in a fight on the field like you're just ejected unless you like go stupid dumb crazy then you know now we're talking repercussions but essentially you can make mistakes within the sidelines within the boundary and they don't determine the outcome of your life like it would if let's say you're you make a mistake in your day-to-day like I don't know financially you're frivolous and you throw everything away you you lack discipline there okay so like in athletics we can learn discipline when we lack discipline in athletics you get a penalty you get you know benched or whatnot in real life going back to that financial situation if you lack discipline you don't have the ability to feed yourself your family to take care of you know your um, your obligations but if we can learn those lessons on the athletic in the athletic arena they transfer over to life and you can you can show where they're uh, where they parallel and it takes a a really good coach to be able to show those parallels in motion which fortunately for me you know coach sparks he was one um coach torbush was one um i mean even the coaches i'm around today on the sideline they're all you know they're able they seem to be able to make those connections and parallels um yeah so that's where i that was really that stands out to me. Um, can you hear my dog? <laughs> I'm at home today. It's Labor Day, and uh, that door. My wife, she's nosy. <laughs> Probably heard me talking to myself and like, oh, is he recording? I want to record. I guarantee you she's gonna be on. So, hey, go check out her podcast, Game Ready with Coach Nev. It's awesome. It's awesome. She's dropping some knowledge there. Um, there's my rant. Is it a rant? I don't know. Neither here nor there, but uh, each Sunday, my goal is to share my notes here so that I will have them digitally. It's not for you, it's for me. If you don't like it, read between the lines. I don't really care. <laughs>